Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle. Rochelle, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Malcolm. Having a good week? Yeah. Getting little... closer to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, did a little Halloween. turkey recipe this week. <laughs> Halloween was this week. This this kicks off the most magical time of the year. Yeah, like, you know, is it magical or is it wonderful? I think it's the most wonderful time of the year. It can be magical it, and it, wonderful. It is. It's a magic wonderland. That all that means is, Shell gets to get all the start getting the Christmas decorations out. Last year, I think I decorated the first weekend in November. That's crazy, but you know, really. We, put, you started decorating, but it's because our November is so crazy. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we got to have this Christmas stuff out in November before Thanksgiving. It's like the only weekend <laughs> we got time. You're going to yeah. start this weekend. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Well, you know, or going out of town Yeah, we're going to be gone all next week. Yeah. And then the next week, we got to do a uh, turkey video because Thanksgiving's coming up. Mm-hmm. And then it's always... The weekend before Thanksgiving, we have well, we go to town opening weekend the, the deer rifle yeah. season. So that's a, not decorating that weekend, and then the next weekend is Thanksgiving, and the next thing you know is December. So if you don't get a jump on it, and I put it's it's a lot of work to put all the Christmas decorations up. So I want to get as much use out of it as possible. Does it take how many? How long does it take you to decorate? Oh, weeks. <laughs> Y'all don't I understand how much stuff we got in the attic. It's crazy. I put up, last year I put up one, two. I'm saying five. Three, four, five, five trees. Five trees. Yeah. And then one little one in the office. So six, or well, five and a five half. Five and a half. Yeah, I, I expect the same thing. <laughs> I'm not going. I, it's got to be a wonderland. I can't, I can't go as much as I did last year. I just don't have the time this year. So we're not, we're not going to have the train under the tree? and, and We've uh, never had the train under the tree. <laughs> I've always wanted That's the train. That's what I was expecting. The light show outside, <laughs> synchronized to music. Have you seen people do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The outside's your department. I've got my little manger scene I set up That's outside. about all we're going to yeah. do. <laughs> Maybe a wreath. I put the wreath Hey, we do. Well, we did get a Christmas mat the other day at Sam's. Yep. They've already... Everything, like before... Halloween, all the stores started breaking out. Like they've transformed. Hey, Lowe's, Walmart, all those places. It's all full blown Christmas yeah. now. There's no garden center. They moved all my charcoal and, and cooking stuff to outside in one little corner where you got to freeze when you go out there now. So they can sell all this wrapping paper and decorations and oh, whatever. You love it. it. I do like Christmas. It's fun. You, you and Michael get a kick out of the decorations. So, speaking so. of holiday time, I went ahead and, and did a, a turkey leg recipe this mm-hmm. week. And that was one that... I've been trying to get you to do a turkey leg, but you're not a big fan of turkey legs. They're, they're good. It's just it's turkey legs. Yeah. I mean, it's meat on a bone. You can't go wrong with that. you got to handle it, tote it around. And, and uh, I, I kind of mentioned it in the video and in the newsletter. To me, when I think of turkey legs, I think of like fairs or carnivals. Yeah. Apparently, or Disneyland festivals. or Disney World has a big... Is that a big thing there? I guess. We've never been, so... I kind but, of think of it as like Viking food too. Yeah. When you know, whenever you see those <laughs> yeah. big banquets or any of those medieval times, they got the big turkey legs. And eating it, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a manly thing to yeah. eat a turkey leg. I don't go for the dark meat on turkey when I'm cooking them. I, I, I'll, eat a turkey, I'll eat a smoked turkey it's leg. It's not as good. But it's the not, white meat on turkey is better. And to me, the dark meat on chicken is better. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm with you on that. I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't care for the. But dark you don't meat. like dark meat on chicken either. No. Oh, I, I mean, I do. It's okay. I. I just prefer. Honestly, I like the wings are the best. And you know what? I've never done uh, turkey wings. Somebody was asking about. that. I need to do that. Yeah. And see what I bet you they'd be good in the vortex because you can put them in there oh, and yeah. get them crispy. I'm on. You know, I, they were I, there. I've got we- a couple turkey recipes planned for this Thanksgiving season. You might throw in some uh, but, uh, extra. I don't have to try them. I've never done it, so that might be one I have to test. Yeah. They were there right beside the turkey legs yeah. when we were shopping. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I mean, the, so this recipe, I just went to the grocery store and got some turkey legs. I mean, this time of year, they're starting to roll out turkeys. And so they, somebody asked where we found them, and it was actually at a super low. Um, yeah, super low. It's a locally it's like owned Memphis grocery, grocery store. chain. Yeah. They've got about four or five stores throughout the Memphis area. And they had, they were actually in their frozen section. And I, man, I bet you they had 200 packages of turkey legs. <laughs> they got a bunch and they came four to a pack. So I bought two big packs. 
They and weren't. That was a lot of. There was a lot of turkey mm-hmm. legs. They weren't man. too expensive. No, man. I think each pack was four or five bucks. Yeah. There was nothing to them. They're cheap. I mean, this turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just thought them out overnight. I bought them. What about them? A couple of days before, and just put them we in the drawer, in the Sunday, refrigerator, yeah. let them thaw out. Cooked them on Tuesday. Uh, brined them uh, Monday night because to me. Turkey legs are simple. It's really a simple, easy recipe. It doesn't get any easier than throwing some, some rub on a turkey leg and putting it on the smoker and cooking it until it's done. I mean, that's pretty much all I did. Yeah. But I wanted to get some flavor inside, so I went back just to a simple brine. And a brine is just like it's a water solution with salt and sugar. And that's the whole key to a brine. You've got to have a good ratio of sugar, salt to water. That's what makes that um, osmosis process happen to where you've got this high concentration of particles in the brine and then it's trying to stabilize out and it goes throughout the meat trying to stabilize the whole solution and that's, so way, too, that's way too much science for me <laughs> but all it does is it puts moisture in the meat and it puts some of that flavor from the salt and the sugar and it carries whatever other seasons you have in it so i, I use can tell my, a big difference in the turkeys that you brought oh, did you see i mean i know you did you, you, you were sitting there filming when i did it but when i bit into that turkey leg yeah. all that juice started running i was like man these things i knew they were good right then when it's got juice dripping out and you're holding it up just from taking a bite, I mean, that's a, but that but that's all in the brine. Now, could you have injected them? Yeah, and and injections a good way to get some more moisture and flavor yeah. in the meat too. But I think if you've got the time, uh, brining. When I do whole turkeys, I always brine them. I brine them and I inject them. So really, I could have done that with those turkey legs too. But I was really wanting to keep it simple, uh, easy recipe that anybody could do. And more um, of a barbecue than yeah, a, and it was. It was more. It wasn't really a traditional Thanksgiving turkey yeah. kind of. Because I was meal. wanting you to do like a cranberry glaze or oh, something like, like that. Oh, something fancy yeah. with it or something. Well, you know, you could do that because I guess some people um, probably cook turkey leg for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I never have, but but you wanted to do very traditional was something, barbecue. Yeah, you could do it for a tailgate. You could do it for you know football be, party. Like you said, if, a Vikings tailgate yeah. would be. Oh, yeah. a great idea, yeah. yeah. The, if you're doing a themed Halloween dinner and you want to <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a banquet style, if you just like toting around a turkey leg and eating it, go for it. <laughs> but they're they're cheap and they're easy to smoke. So we got them in the brine, and my um, it's all about that ratio. And the recipe is in the um, – you put it up on the uh, the video. I'm sure I had it in the newsletter, too, that I wrote. But I started with – it's about two quarts of total of water. I started with one quart and I added a quarter cup of the AP, that salt rub, and it has the the garlic and it has some other herbs and it has the black pepper in it. It was and then half, a, half a cup, a cup of, sugar, of sugar, yeah. Fourth cup of the AP rub. Yeah, and then and three or four bay leaves. You could really use anything in the place of the AP yeah, rub. Yeah, you could just use and, salt. Yeah. You could use some salt and some barbecue rub. I've done that before. You could put um, fresh herbs in there. You could do all kinds of stuff yeah. in that brine, but you got to have the salt and you got to have the sugar. Um, and you then, have a recipe for a Cajun turkey. You could use the same brine in the yep. same seasoning on a leg. any of that yeah. out. The, the great thing about legs is they'll take on whatever flavor you want to put on. Yeah, they need the so, flavor. Yeah, they too. do because they're kind of bland at first. Yeah. I mean, the meat, when you smoke it, it turns out kind of, it almost has like a ham-like texture, a little bit of ham flavor to me. Yeah. But it's mainly, um, you know, it, it takes on whatever seasonings and sauces you decide to put on it. So we let it soak in that brine. Um Overnight, and I just put it in a big plastic bowl, locked it down. Somebody asked you, me where we got the bowl. I think it was Walmart. Walmart. It's like yeah. one of those Rubbermaids. Mm-hmm. It you was know, a I really bought, big, nice one. Though. I bought that bowl over Tossed Hot Wings in it. Yeah, they're, they're and it great. works perfect. Yeah, for it, yeah. locked the lid down, and uh, last actually last time I tossed them, some of the sauce leaked out. So I don't know. Yeah. I think probably putting it in the dishwasher. It's it's a cheap bowl. So I mean, it was it wasn't, it's not that cheap. It could have been operator error too. Probably, <laughs> but anyway, it. You want to put if you if you're doing a brine, don't just throw it in a ziploc bag and stick it in the fridge. Put it in some kind of container you that'll could put hold it. In, it. in case, in case you could put it in there and then put and it then in put the it bowl. In a bowl. Yeah, but you don't want it to uh, leak out because I've done that before yes. too. Uh, accidents can happen, so so be conscious of what you're going to put it in. And in fact, when I'm doing turkeys, I usually use those big oversized Ziploc bags and put them in a cooler and just put ice around them. You find those in the storage section of like Walmart or Kroger. Yeah, we always get that question. We'll we'll talk about some more turkey questions we get as we get closer to Thanksgiving. But so, so for the turkey legs, I took them out of the brine after the, you know, the next morning we were ready to cook them and shoot the video. And then I put them on like one of those, uh, I call them a pork rack, but it's just a, a full, a half, it's a full size sheet pan cooling rack. 
And that gets them up off the pan, so it lets all that water drip off from the brine. And to speed it up a little bit, I just took a couple paper towels and dabbed it around, just trying to soak up that moisture. You just need it the skin to be dry. You want them dry. It's the longer you let it dry out, or you know, the the better the skin's going to be. And then you need a fat on it. That's what's really going to help it brown up and help your rubbing stuff stick. So I just sprayed them with some olive oil. You could use whatever kind of cooking spray you could. Brush some peanut oil or something yeah. on them if you, you wanted to. You could have used a butter, you I guess. You put bacon grease on them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we got so we got some seasoning on them, and I put a little more of the AP to give it that savory element on the skin, that salt and pepper and garlic flavor. And then I just put some barbecue rub on them because I was doing smoked barbecue-style turkey legs. Then they went on the pit, and I cooked them on my Memphis wood fire grill. Man, that thing runs like a champ. Set it at 275, and it just holds it there. And I went with some pecan pellets for some mild uh, wood smoke i like i like pecan on turkey it's mm-hmm. great you could have used whatever you could have you know mixed up some fruit wood in there if you don't want to um i, I try to stay away from harsh harsher woods on on poultry just because they take on whatever you're putting on them cherries so, are a good one cherries are good cherries yeah. are good one apples are a good one um, hickory can get a little stout on, on uh turkey so i i kind of usually go for pecan if i'm gonna do, I, I just like the flavor of pecan yeah and then we smoked them. You could have done that on any smoker. Would you run it to 275? the whole time. I mean, you want... See, anytime you're doing poultry, you want it to be a little bit higher temp. And it's, it, 275 is kind of that bottom um, level, I would say, of the hot and fast cooking. Because if you slow them down too much, the, yeah, the meat's going to get done. It's going to take a lot longer to cook it. But the skin's going to be rubbery. And I want it to be bite through. I want to enjoy it because that's where a lot of your flavor is. I mean... If if you're gonna cook it low and slow, you might as well just pull the skin off and cook them skinless. Mm-hmm. So so once I got them on the pit at 275, it was just a matter of watching the internals as they climbed up to about the 155 60 range. I went ahead and glazed a little bit of vinegar uh, sauce on them just to pretty them up a little bit yeah. to add a little bit of acidity, a little bit of heat. You got that from the vinegar sauce. It made them look really yeah, good. Yeah, it gave a great color. And you could you know that's where you some of that. The glaze you were talking about, yeah, you, can you could put anything, anything on them there. Yeah. If you like a fruit glaze or anything, it, a Captain Ron needs yeah, or something. It, it's not going to go wrong with turkey because it'll go with just about anything. Yeah, as long as you keep your seasoning. Yeah, yeah. You could, with you your, could do a jerk sauce on them. You could yeah. have done all kind, all kind, whatever, you, whatever's good on chicken wings or heck, anything like that would and be good also, on turkey. Legs. Um, sprinkle a little more barbecue rub just on to, it after that. Just, just to, kick it up. Yeah, <laughs> give it a little more color. <laughs> and you know, I was thinking, man. um some of Heath's pecan rub would have probably went good there. I probably yeah. should have did that in a video because I was, it would have just been infusing that or, you know, reinforcing that pecan smoke flavor. You would have got a little bit of that on the outside. And I hadn't tried it on turkey legs, but I guarantee it'd be good. Yeah. I've done it on ribs. That would have been a really good idea. Yeah. And, and uh, so, we took them yeah. up to 175 total after we, you know, they, they needed about another, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes tops. But see, turkey legs are forgiving. I mean, they're just like a chicken leg. You can cook them up. If they get to 185, 190, hey, they're that's probably fine. A better, probably a little yeah. better, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be a little more tender. Yeah. I mean, they're going to hold all that moisture from the brine. So it would have been hard to dry those things out. Yeah. They were juicy. Um, could you have cooked them a little hotter if you wanted to cook them at 325 or something? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I would have been fine decrease that. the cook time. Man, now looking back at it, heck, I'm bad, but, you know, everybody would probably would have frowned on it if I'd have had them in a giant tub of butter but but it's starting them out just like we do comp stuff you know the comp legs where you just put them in a butter pan cover them with margarine and let them cook down and then take them out just, and yeah. re-rubbed them you could have done all that yeah but that was that's over complicating because it's turkey leg <laughs> <laughs> you just want to get some smoke on them and enjoy pass them out wrap them up full throw them in a cooler do a whole smoker full and take them somewhere with you sell them for five dollars a piece that's what they do <laughs> Five dollars, that's cheap. Yeah, they're probably like seven to ten bucks. Yeah, if you go to a fair that. now, yeah, they used to be five dollars. Yeah. I remember I man, I got a good one one year when we were down at King Biscuit Blues Festival in Helena, Arkansas. They had there was a vendor selling turkey legs. It's always a food truck or mm-hmm. something like that, some kind of festival where you see turkey legs. Yeah. And I don't think about eating them any other time of the year other than you know, you think of them around Thanksgiving a yeah. little bit. But unless you're out somewhere, it's like, what's the mean? You're gonna I'm gonna go get some turkey legs. How did they cook them at like fairs? Most of those guys, most of the ones I see, just got those old homemade pits. Yeah. There, you know, they're just the old whatever that barrel like those square tire, pits yeah, or yeah. something. You yeah, see all, I mean, you see all kinds of different stuff and things like what that. What I would call like turkey legs, kind of soul food too. 
you know, when you think of that, and, and uh, I mean, it's a southern thing. I don't know if people eat them up north, like, or, you know. Well, apparently Disneyland's west. got them. If Disneyland's got, what are they, what do they call them there? Is it turkey just, legs, smoked turkey legs, I guess. It's just I think they're bigger, though. They're the big, uh, I, I don't know if they're part of, I don't know. Now, see, I would have liked to, and I, our grocery stores don't have the giant turkey legs. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you go to the fairs and stuff, and you see them, man, they're monsters. So what kind of turkey are they getting nose off of? <laughs> the ones they got probably come off 12 to 14 pound young yeah. turkeys, but they must be getting them 26 pound birds yeah. and they're taking these legs that weigh two or three pounds off of them. And you can cook it the, cook, if you've got yeah, a hold of the monster. Yeah, it's just about going to the correct internal temp. That's all it's about. Yeah. Dark meat turkey, 175. Just make sure you hit that. You're good to go. What, um, and if it goes over, don't worry about it. Would you do anything differently? No, man, I like I mean, yeah. it's just Maybe throw them in some butter. Yeah, you could charred them up at the end. You could just oh, butter yeah. them. You could charred them up on the end. You could do all kinds of stuff to them. And you could have cooked them, like you said, any flavor, any yeah. pit. Yeah. I don't mind about adding some of that pecan rub like I was talking about. That would have been good on them. Yeah, that would have been good. I would have liked to try that. Um, but the whole key to that is brining them. Because I, I really, if you have time... It is good to brine everything, really. I mean, even pork Poultry, butts are great brine. Yeah. Pork butts take on, pork loins take on a lot of favor in a, in a brine. A brine does so much for you. Why do we, why do, I, I never brine my pork, pork loins. Well, I mean, they're great. I've done them before. I've done, I've done video, you know, we've done videos on them. And, and the smaller the cut, the less time it takes uh-huh. in the brine. So, so like a pork feasible, loin, like yeah. you, if, you, if you did a whole pork loin, it needs to soak overnight because it's dense. But if you cut it up into thick in chops and you put it in there, you can get you can get away with a couple hours. Yeah. So and most of the stuff that you buy from the grocery store is going to become enhanced anyway. And when they say enhanced, that's all they're doing is injecting brine into it. They're doing it a so it weighs more, so you got to pay more <laughs> for it. But they're also making it to where the average person that doesn't know how to season meat, it's at least going to have some salt element to it, so it's more palatable. Yeah. That's I mean it's it's totally true. It's just a sodium solution. And every year we get a million questions, and it's always um, my turkey says it's already enhanced, enhanced with the solution. Should I still brine it? Heck, Heck yeah. yeah, I still brine it. Still is it going to be too salty? You're not going to get your turkey too salty. I would, I've never. Have you ever had a turkey that was like, man, that's way too salty? I've had look, plenty of turkeys. I'm like, this thing needs Do you salt. know, for the most part, when I'm doing smoked turkeys for Thanksgiving, we're not doing barbecue styles. So we're not putting a rub on them. Mm-hmm. I buy one of the big things of garlic salt from Sam's and then mix some poultry seasoning with it. And that's what goes on it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that simple. And just the garlic salt on the outside of turkey is awesome. Yeah. Because it gives you that salty element, and it gives you the, a little bit of garlic flavor, and it, and you add the poultry season to it. It's simple. We were doing big batch of turkeys for uh, fundraisers. Uh, fundraisers. That's all we would use. And they you, you always know, came I, out really great. But when I think of traditional smoked turkey, it's not like a barbecue flavor. It's more of just good smoked meat with a skin that you want to eat. Yeah. It has a savory element yeah, to it and an herby element. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So. So smoked turkey legs, y'all need to try them though, especially around Thanksgiving. It's a good way to start warming up, to it get ready re- to cook, get, get your practice in yeah. for smoking whole turkeys. It would really be a great football food. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Because, I mean, you wrap them up individually, and, you know, that's when you get them at fairs. They're all wrapped yeah. in full. Yeah. So as soon as they come off the pit, take, have you some little full squares, wrap them up, <laughs> just throw them in a cooler and go to wherever you're going. Everybody's walking around eating turkey legs. I guarantee you, people are going to know where you got them. Where did you buy those turkey legs? So, um, sell them one, seven bucks a piece. This week, I thought we would talk about how to plan for holiday cooking. Yeah, well, um, it's coming up, yeah. so it's time to start planning. It is, you know, especially it is. if you're cooking for Thanksgiving, and a lot of people do. Like we do something called Friendsgiving. You know, yeah. You know, where you cook maybe the Everybody brings before. a dish or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not usually on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. It's usually family. But um, So, you know, there's a lot of cooking com- fixing that happen. Um, it is. It's, man, you know, you don't think about it being a grilling or smoking season. Everybody thinks that after Labor Day it's over. But we we have way more business and way more interest in, in a lot of our products because it's people smoking turkeys and hams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. Everybody we could run is. our own smoke butter ball on top line. That's what they do. You really could. Yes. You could. Because people, I mean, I a lot for me, it used to be everybody wanted a fried turkey. Well, now the smoked turkey is taking over, I think, because it's so much better. Yeah. And it's easier, too. Yeah. Really. You know, what about burning the Deckham house down? I mean, have you seen how many accidents they have? Mm-hmm. People dropping... Uh, 
frozen or either, you know, partially thawed turkeys in that hot grease and it just makes it inferno. Very dry, bland fried turkey. I have too. Most people don't know how to cook a fried yeah. turkey. They just put it in there and fry it for an hour and it's dry and the legs are all drawn mm-hmm. up and can't eat it. You gotta, you, do you brine? Can you brine a fried turkey? Yeah, you can. Or is it too much moisture? Um, usually, that's a, that's a big issue. I've, with I've, the fried I've brined them and, I'm, and I've uh, also injected them too. I do that to every turkey because I want to put some good flavor in it. Yeah. But really, the best is just a simple young turkey in the 12 to 14 pound range and get brined, it, brine injected, it, inject it, rubbed. season it, stuff the cavity with some onions and apples and celery. Why do you stuff the cavity? Just to take up some space. I mean, I guess you get Even a little cooking. bit of flavor from the you know, whatever you put in it, but it, it takes up that space in there so it evens it out. I mean, your, your breasts don't. Your breasts don't get too done. I had a time, I had a lapse in thought right there. <laughs> but the breasts don't get too done before the dark meat gets done and, you know, yeah. tuck those wings back so they don't burn up. Well, first. I got a, I got a video on it. You can go to Out of Barbecue Right and search for Smoked Turkey. We have turkey. several yeah, Smoked Turkey videos. Hey, I'm doing another one this year. Yeah. So, this year getting back to what. Scott. Yeah, we'll just, yeah. I'm going to take the, this is going to be for the people that doesn't have the space or doesn't have the time. You know, as much time. Yeah. It's not. I've never, you know, I've never spatchcocked a turkey. Why would I? Because I always cook they them whole. They look so cool. But they do yeah. look cool, so I'm excited about doing it. So um, I thought we'd jump into cooking multiple things at once. Yeah, so that's when we're talking about holiday cooking and people starting to and plan. And this can apply to any A lot of times really. you're, do, you're, cooking, you're cooking different kinds of things, and all you have is one pit to do it on. So you've got to really, it, it comes down to a few things. Planning. Number one is planning. You're going to plan what you're going to cook, because when you plan, you're going to know, like, my turkey's got to cook this long. It needs to be, at, you know, at, at two seventy five or more. Um, you know, my ham's got to go on, but it really needs to cook at two fifty, and it's not going to take as long as the turkey. So, what do you do? So, here, so my biggest thing is you you, you got to kind of get a plan in, get a game plan first off what all you're going to cook, and know about how long. And then it comes down to um, thinking about how your cooker is going to operate. Um, just about every cooker that I've ever cooked on has different, you know, rack temps, hot and cool spots. And that's what you got to learn on your pit to really be successful at cooking multiple things at the same time. So you're so, saying like the top Say rack the top is, rack. Yeah, say okay. the top racks. Most of the time, your top rack, upper, that's where the heat's going. It's going to be a little bit hotter. So if you're holding that dial steady, say you're going to cook hams and turkeys and, and casseroles or something like that, or pork loins, whatever you're going to cook with it. Um, you want to put the turkey up towards the, whatever it needs a little bit higher temperature. You're going to put that in the hot zone. Your ham's going to stay about dial temp, right around 250. Your, you know, your pork loins can hang out there too, but you've got a game plan down and you know um, how the heat's going to transfer through that smoker. And so you, you kind of got an idea of where you need to put things. Uh, the reason, I mean, that goes back to, you know, turkey needs to cook hotter because it's poultry and then you want to get the skin right on it. Um, I would never say, oh, I know I'm going to cook turkey, so I'm going to run my whole pit at 275 because, or 300, yeah, or yeah. 300. I, I would, I would, I would always want to kind of have that median. And to me, ideal temperature for cooking most stuff is 250. It used to be everybody wanted to cook at 225. And we've kind of figured out over time that, that fat renders a little bit better. And I think you get a little bit even cook and it, it's a little bit faster cooking at 250. So I've started, you know, the majority of the time you see me cooking stuff, it's going to be in that 250 range. And and it's just a great temp to run everything out. So when you get used to running your pit at 250, you can kind of figure out, do the old biscuit test if you have to. If you, get, if you want to, put different probes in there. Get you one of these thermometers that's got multiple probes. You can buy an oven thermometer that's at the cheap- dollar store. It's just a little bitty oven thermometer. Set it in your cooker and you'll know. This rack is running 275. Yeah. This one's running 245. You know? That's right. That's right. And you, you see it. I mean, it's. I guarantee you every cooker's not going to be the same mm-hmm. on the, every rack at the same spot. There's always going to be hot spots. So that's where you're going to put your pulse. And that's where you're going to learn. Once you learn that, that's where, gonna, you're gonna yeah, that's, that's where you're going to so cook faster. If you're going to cook a ham and a turkey, and you do have that hot spot, and you, you know, maybe you're cooking on a vertical cooker, um, what temp are you going to run that pit at? I'm gonna I'm gonna get mine going about 250. That's where and I'm on. My goal is to hold it between 250 and 275, and I'm gonna start my turkey out in the hot spot. And I know that it's gonna take my turkey around four hours, a 12 to 14 pound turkey, 
So I know that it needs to go. The ham's only going to take probably about two and a half, three hours. So I'm going to get, I've got me a game plan. I know how long it's going to take and I'm always going to figure out a rest in there. That's the other critical element. You've got to plan on when it comes off that you want to hold it a little bit. And I'm not talking, you know, five or six hours for a ham and turkey. I'm just talking a couple hours. Um, I, I at least want one hour. I like to hold them at least one hour. A ham will hold a lot better than a turkey. Yeah, too. a ham will. I mean, hams, that's the easiest thing you can do. You can wrap that in full and throw it in a cooler for Yeah, hours. it's going to stay in there. Yeah. I mean, hey, most of them, they tell you, you can just warm them out and throw them and serve them at room temp. Like mm-hmm. if you buy one of those honey-baked hams, they're meant to be served at room temp. You don't even have to reheat them. Yeah. And that's all we're doing with those is double smoking. Yeah, they're completely anyway. cooked. They're you cooked could cut it them. open and eat it right there. So, so it goes back to, I'm going to start my turkey out first. I'm going to get it on. I'm going to get my pit, pit temp stabilizer at 250, keep it in the 275 range, add my smoke to it, and get my turkey rolling. And then, you know, let the skin start tightening up. But I'm also going to hit it with a little cooking spray every now and then. And then I'm going to get my ham ready to go on. And then if I'm cooking pork loin after that, I'm going to put it on after the ham, because it only takes about two hours to cook it at 250. So it's just... It, it's and you a, could plan to have your ham done... And enough time if you if you're limited on space, you could plan to have your ham done in enough time to pull it off and then put your pork loin you could. on in that space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you're that limited on space, yeah. because the ham you like can always said, do that. Gonna yeah, it's going to hold a little better. Get you a dry cooler, put some dirt old towels. That's a good in. point. You 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 want to you want to think about um, the quality of the meat after the hold of you know. Yeah. Some stuff is not as good. Say ribs aren't near as good as pork butt after you've held them a while. And so same goes for like turkeys and hams or pork loin or anything yeah. like that. Um, I would I would say turkey is is better served within two or three hours of holding. Yeah, so two hours ain't gonna hold you. It's still gonna be really good. But when you start getting over that, it's not as good. Your skin starts to lose. Yeah, its, you know. and I like and. I like it, to, you know, to rest about an hour. That's probably ideal for me. Loosely tinted. I don't never wrap turkeys up tight because if, when you trap that moisture in there, it's going to make the skin kind of get too tender, if that yeah. makes any sense. It, it almost go to to where it's it's not rubber, but it doesn't have any crispness mm-hmm. left to it. And that's the whole idea of cooking a good smoked turkey to me is getting that skin right to where it has almost, it's not a fried te- texture, yeah, but it is, crispy. but it is a slight crispiness, yeah. I would say. And it's definitely bite through. And when it's you cook got a it great that. flavor. It does. It goes with the meat really well. Yeah. You know, a lot of times um, here lately for Thanksgiving, I, I like doing the turkey breast instead of just a whole turkey too. I mean, everybody likes the whole turkey for presentation, but when it comes to me, just eating, feeding Especially the masses if we're just on gonna, turkey. Yeah. Yeah, if I we're like, having a I'm, bunch of people over, we'll do several turkey breasts and, and go ahead more. and have them sliced yeah. up. Nobody knows the difference. That's it. <laughs> and we're able to cook them a lot more evenly, cook them faster. We brine them, we inject them the same way. Same way, yeah. They're just as delicious. The bone-in or the boneless breast, they're both good. I like that. I mean, you can get those. You did that bacon-wrapped boneless breast. They, were, they come jet-netted, and you can take that off and wrap that in bacon. <laughs> Man. You Man. talk about blow some folks away. It's good. Bacon wrapped turkey breast on the Well, the smoker. bacon cooks into the turkey almost. It makes its own bacon skin. <laughs> it takes place of the turkey skin. And it is good. Yeah. But, I mean, the the main thing about when you're going to, you're limited on space and you're trying to cook multiple stuff is really get a game plan. Mm-hmm. If you can learn that and learn and learn your pit temps, you've got it licked. Okay. That's, that's the hard part. So, what about time? If you were cooking... Multiple things, does it increase your cook time? Yes. Um, that's another thing. Anytime you, you have to think about um, it's the more capacity about of yeah. your smoker because, you know, the more the more stuff you put in a, any, any smoker, the more stuff you put in there, the more crowded it is inside, the more it's restricting the heat, the airflow through it. So it checks down the performance. And so you want, ideally, you want space around everything that's in there and you want even airflow. If you're cooking stuff, uh, you know, big items that's really eating up space or you've got stuff in pans or something like that, you've really checked it back. So it's going to increase your cook times. So always I, I always add a little in. bit. I'll always add a little bit. I know if I'm cooking close to max capacity, even, I mean, just close to it, not max capacity, I'm always going to give myself another hour and a half or, or two hours even. The worst thing you want, the thing you don't want to do is everybody showed up, dinner's at one, you You're know. Pushing, yeah. yeah. You're pushing your turkey to get done because you put four turkeys on there yeah, and yeah, laid yeah. it down, and none of them are done. So and 
Don't be afraid to put extra time in there. If they get done, you can hold them. That's right. And the next thing though is, is have have that ideal of what how long it's going to take to cook, because it's one thing to say, oh well, a twelve pound turkey is going to cook in three and a half four hours, and then you show up and you got a twenty pound turkey you're trying to cook, <laughs> and people say, well, you said it's going to cook in four hours. Well, you doubled the bird almost. So it's going to take, I mean, a 20-pound a turkey is going to take you six to eight hours, depending on how much stuff you have in that cooker. Yeah. So that's all, you know, important stuff to know before you get started. Would uh, you say it's better to cook two 12-pound birds? I would, all day long. Yeah. It's less airflow restriction. They get done more even. The reason being, um, when you get up into those larger size turkeys, yeah, they look beautiful when they're cooked and they're on the platter yeah, they're cool and all looking, that. Yeah. But the the breasts are so disproportionate to the size of the meat. It's hard to get the dark meat done. Or what's going to happen is all that dark meat is going to get way overdone before you ever get your breast done. And then if you cook it long enough to get the breast done, your legs and your thighs are toast. So if you cook them in that twelve to fourteen pound range, it just it makes more sense, uh, you know, and the, the product's better when it, when it comes out. Okay. And just cook multiple turkeys. Yeah. Because you're not saving any money on them. I mean, uh, and you it can would... get, this time of year, you can get a 12 to 14 pound turkey for about 10 to 12 bucks. I mean, they'll start running them 59 cents a pound here closer to Thanksgiving. And if you do have two birds, you can cut one of them up, have it out, you know, and have the other that's one what for I display like, That's later. really what, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I would say. Definitely do that. One's your centerpiece. It's almost, I mean, yeah. it's good and to you're eat. Gonna nothing cut it wrong and with eat it. it but. but then you have your other one all cut up and on a platter where people can go to it. And as it's needed, you cut off the other bird instead of cutting it all up. Because once you cut it all up, you're just on the clock because yeah. it's going dry. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help it. I mean, you better have some great, good gravy to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so it comes down to the size of your cooker, really. If you yeah. if you maxed it out, you're really going to increase cook increase time. your cook time. But just so because know that cooking, that's yeah, important. Just because you're cooking two twelve pound turkeys, it's not going to take eight hours. No, that's right. It yeah. doesn't work like that. It depends on what size of your cooker. The only thing that'll change that cook times is if you're crowding two turkeys. You know, a lot of people don't think of how much room a, tur- a, a twelve to fourteen pound turkey takes up on their pit. Yeah. Even on my big old hickory that you know that I have on the back porch, the MM or the, C- the CTO is what I have out there now. MM's on my barbecue trailer, but the CTO it's the same size racks, and I can get probably eight turkeys on there comfortably where I'm not crowded pounds? at all. Oh, at eight, twelve, fourteen. That's like. Because you can't run four racks on it with a turkey because the turkeys oh, are the headspace yeah, of them right. is too that's tall. Right. Yeah. So you can only run two racks. Now, this is on a big cooker okay. that I can, you know. And so eight's comfortable on there. And I can crowd and probably, if I had to, I could probably do six, maybe seven a shelf. Ooh. So max capacity would be, if I would be crowding to get 16 turkeys, whole turkeys. But that would change that four-hour cook time probably to a six, six or seven-hour yeah, cook time, that crowding. But because the old hickory is so big, if you put two 12-pound birds on there, would it increase your cook time? Uh, Probably not just like that. Just I mean, because not, it's got that, yeah, it's that got cookery is so big. Yeah. yeah. And so it's all about, it's all it all goes back to that airspace that's moving around it. That's what, you know, restricted that's what's going to increase the time. It's going to increase fuel consumption. You're going to have to add more charcoal to it uh, to, to keep the heat up. And then it depends on if you're going in it or not. <laughs> but you know what? Another thing, when you know, we talk about cooking turkeys and cooking them in internal temps, man, the thermometer that you use is as important as the, the smoker you're yeah. cooking it on. Yeah. And really, you when you're cooking multiple stuff, you're going to need multiple. You really need a probe thermometer if you're doing stuff like that. Hey, here's a cheap wanna... plug. That, did you see the new Thermalworks thing that, that they just come out that signals? Yeah. That it'll do four. Man, I, I'm, I'm excited about that one. There's supposed so to be a new one. Four probes. Four, four inputs. inputs. So you can cook four turkeys and see the internal temperature on all four. Yeah, or three turkeys and watch your ambient. Air temp. Yeah. yeah, ambient temp inside. That's a good idea, too. So okay, is it? Does it communicate with your phone or anything man, like that? It's Bluetooth. It's Wi-Fi. It has a. Uh, it's wireless. So you have to charge the battery on it. I think it has a little power adapter. The little probe is wireless. I the, mean, the, the, the control the, unit. The control unit. Yeah. yeah. I've just I seen it. You were talking they like just the probe released the... it. No, no, no. They just released. No, I wish they had that. A wireless well, probe that you stuck in the meat, and then it... my grandfather's been wanting that because he has a rotisserie. Yeah, they hadn't they hadn't perfected that. I've seen a few companies have something, but yeah, it's it's hard to get it to talk to something outside the smoker when it's inside all that metal like yeah, that. Yeah, I can see that. So I don't know. They're, they're, I'm sure it'll it'll happen one of these days. Yeah, but yeah, but 
when it comes down to cooking turkeys or cooking multiple things, you've got to have a good thermometer. Uh, good well, you don't want to be opening it every 10 to 15 minutes. Checking no, the- checking internal temp. That slows everything down, too. People don't think about that a lot of times, but every time you go in that smoker, it's adding time back to your total cook time. Yeah. And every I- single time. Not just, you know, one time. It's adding it every single time. And it's it's changing the quality of the meat because That's you're going in say. and out. It's You have those temperature falls and rises. I didn't know if that was an actual yeah. thing, but to me it seems like That's it another would- good test video there. Yeah. That is a good. I mean, what's, I mean you know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I'll be like, yeah, this, this steak is not as good. It yeah. just seems like it would change that tip so much that it would affect the texture. It does. I mean, yeah. just the way you're pushing moisture in and out, and you got these different heat flows, and the the main thing it's probably the main thing it does is add time, though. It adds cook time. Well, let me ask about dripping. Because that's something else you got to consider yeah. if you're cooking a that's turkey. That's a good one there. You yeah. don't want poultry dripping on pork. On your ham, yeah. And you, I mean, I don't like I don't like anything dripping on anything. So, but if you unless it's the same, like you know, if if I got a turkey yeah. dripping on turkey, I'm fine. It's kind of self based in yeah, pork, pork dripping butts, on pork. Yeah. But in a small smoker a situation like that, what you're going, what I would recommend doing is cooking in shallow pans, and you know, you can get a little full, maybe you can get a little yeah. raised rack. Um, you know, and a lot of times I'll do that too. A shallow pan and a raised rack, so you still get airflow underneath. Underneath, the, underneath whatever you're cooking, and you're and, catching uh, all your drippings. But it, that goes back to increasing time because when you go to cooking in pans, it's restricting airflow. It's maxing out your smoker, and so you have to you have to think about it's going to take me longer to cook it because that pan is acting as a diverter in a way to to you know block some of the heat from it. So. That's something to always consider. And a lot of times I cook in pans. I mean, I know people that cook in pans just because they keep their smoker clean. They don't like you know, they don't like all the drippings yeah. at the bottom of it. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with it. I do it sometimes. So I've cooked a lot of stuff in pans. But when you're cooking multiple items um, and you don't want you know you don't want them contaminating each other by raw drippings on them, that's that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. you could use full possibly. Full. Like full if you have a little rack in between, could you put full without it restricting mm. the flow too much? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Okay. I wouldn't lay it right on the because when, oh, once you lock it down like that, you've really stopped airflow. Yeah, you really need to. I mean, even the pans, you know, restricting in a lot of ways about the size of the footprint of the meat, but at least air can still get around it. If you yeah. go to laying it over, what I, what I would do with that is kind of shield whatever you're cooking. So I, I do a lot of. I use a lot of full for shielding meat. If it's getting too dark, I will lay some over. If there's something and over, shielding, it, you're just drip. using it like you're not wrapping it tight. You're just kind of. Put a little tin over, a little tarp over, a little, yeah. little tarp, and it kind of helps the smoke bounce off. Yeah, it, 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 oh, well, it does some of the direct out. heat. You know, full is really a, a great absorber of heat, so it's gonna you know shield it from some of that direct yeah. heat on it. It's gonna stop the browning process a little bit. It's gonna stop stuff from dripping on it. Um, as you know, as the meat cooks too, I, you know, I would never start raw stuff out over something that's almost done. So you kind of have to stage it around in your smoker too, where you're going to put things. Yeah, something else to consider. Yeah, and when your turkey, you a lot of times when your turkey starts getting a little too dark, but it's not quite done, you'll use full of tent. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that people always ask this time of year is, can I catch my drippings from a smoked turkey to make gravy? I don't recommend that at all. Ugh. That would not be good. I mean, for one, I'd be afraid it'd be bitter and have like a foul taste. Too much smoke. Anytime you the put more, liquid in a smoker, it absorbs for four so hours. much yeah. smoke flavor. I mean, it's a, that's that's what liquid smoke is. Yeah. They're just trapping moisture in a smoker. That's and to me, that's it's, a horrible yeah. flavor. Uh, oh man, it's, it's so artificial and fake. Yeah. There's it, it would be much better to take some of your turkey parts that you know the oh no, that's turkey cooking what I want. Remove the giblets and neck yeah. because I'm just about every turkey's got them in there. Take those, boil them a little bit, chop it up. Or you throw know, them in the use, oven and use all that. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use all that to make your flavor to make your gravy. Yeah, but don't. Yeah. I'm not an expert at making turkey gravy. I have made some good turkey gravy, but usually I cheat and I'll use either yeah, a pack to get started or like cream of chicken, cream of mushroom soups, and and so I've already got like a roux base and I can add to it, add mm-hmm. the turkey flavor to it. Um, turkey broth. I mean, you eat chicken broth. I mean, it's a, it's all it's pretty easy. Yeah. But I would not get caught up in trying to catch that turkey drippings to make it. That's yeah. not going to make good gravy. If that's your 
main concern, then you might need to put it in the oven. Yeah. And what you can do is take the carcass when you're through and boil it down and make you some turkey broth and have it infused that way with the whatever smoke was absorbed yeah. into the meat. And that would make it good. But you would need to think about that prior to. You know, that needs to be some, something you keep in the freezer. Yeah. That you, you know, you can go ahead and smoke some turkey legs. That's what I was And then you cook those down. Make you start making your gravy. Buy make some dressing cheap turkey out of legs and throw them in the oven and catch those yeah, drippings. Yeah. yeah. That's... Ugh, but I think that comes back. I think that comes back to, you know, you, you, you remember Grandma would always cook in the big roasting pans in yeah. the oven. And they'd have those big basting bulbs. And they'd have a lot of liquid in there. And they'd suck it up. And they, you know, baste it back over the turkey. That's that's where that's coming from. That was the way people would use those drippings to make gravy after the turkey was done. They'd take it out and they'd strain all that stuff. Yeah. And but every year we always get a bunch of questions. Well, how am I going to catch the drippings? Well, yeah. this man, I can't fix all your problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were going to do that in a smoker, cook it in a roasting pan, and don't don't get any smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I had someone email uh, yesterday and was like, uh, Malcolm didn't say whether this turkey leg skin is rubbery or not, and I do not like rubbery skin. And I'm like... <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> yeah. Man, it hey, it's man, more about how you cook it. Through, yeah. It's more about how you cook it than the recipe. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah. But, um, okay. Who does like rubbery? If you've been here, man, I sure do like that rubbery skin. <laughs> Really, that's what we were going for. But you know, we're not. <laughs> I cook, we cook a lot of casseroles and stuff like that in the smoker too. Yeah. And so you you have to think like, say, if I'm cooking mac and cheese and or and man, my, one of my favorites, the green bean casserole with the French's yeah. onions all over the top, or or the uh, even the dressing. I've cooked all that in smokers, but you have to know that that stuff's not going to cook down at two fifty. You're going to have to either get all your proteins done ahead of time and hold them and then fire the heat up in your smoker and put your casseroles and stuff like that in and do them. That comes back to the planning and staging and, and trying to, you know, not, not trying to do too much at one time. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I know you want to possibly get, a, you know, some of your sides on the smoker, but they can cook in the oven. Yeah, I like, I like the challenge of cooking as much as I can outside. <laughs> yeah. You know that. But most of, a lot of times, I mean... You're making those, and you, if you'll throw them on the pellet grills and stuff, but yeah, but, well, we uh, have plenty of capacity. Yeah, and then we got yeah. ovens, and, and you'll cook most of it in the ovens inside. It yeah. just depends on you can what cook it on the smoker and then bring, bring it back it in. and warm it up in the oven. Yeah, bring it, it inside, yeah. let it sit on. You know, uh oh, we lost the. Yeah, I had a mic malfunction there, but I'm holding it. Hold on, let me see if I can find my base before we. Hold on, we'll take a quick pause. Pause. All right, now I'm recording. Uh-oh. We had a little malfunction. All right. Are we back? We're back. All right. My mic fell off the dead gum stand, but hey, that's what um, happened when you don't know what you're doing. So jumping right back into, so what if you don't have enough space to cook a ham and a turkey at the same time, but you want to serve a ham and a turkey? I cook my ham first and let it hold in the in the cooler, and because it's gonna it, it'll it'll be good for three or four hours as long as it takes to cook that turkey. Mm-hmm. So and that's that's the, the best way to do that. Yeah, you can take the turkey off the smoker, let it rest on the counter for what twenty minutes, and then slice it and serve it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, turkey, it's, it's ready. I mean, I wouldn't cut it immediately when yeah. it comes off. Let it redistribute. Give your, I mean, give yourself an hour, but in a pinch, fifteen twenty minutes will do. Yeah. But um, I like to, I like to give it an hour before I start cutting it up. It's gonna be it's a, a big secret. I mean, no big secret really. It's it's gonna be way more juicy. If you wait that one hour to cut that turkey up, when it's calmed down, it's still warm. Heck yeah, it's still delicious. One another question we get a lot this time of year uh, because a lot of people have electric smokers. Yeah, I know we're not fan. You know, we're not a big fan of electric smokers, but they were. Yeah, they're they're great Um, introductory smokers. Yeah. So what do you do? You're cooking a turkey. Won't get hot. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. (laughs) Hey, you do the best you can. You get it as hot as you can get it, and you cook it till it says it's done. But <clears throat> I mean, here's what I would do. If that was my only choice, I would smoke that turkey for a couple hours and then I'd take it to my oven and finish it on higher heat to get the skin right. And you, so what I would do... Especially if you're <clears throat> cooking a big turkey. Yeah, if, I mean, if I had a 12 to 14 pounders, two hours in the smoke at whatever that cooker would do, I know it'll probably do at least 225. Yeah. But I, I would like to try to get it 250 and I'd go two hours... And then I'd take it in and I'd crank my oven up to like 325, 350. And I'd finish that turkey in an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Because that's about how long it would take. And it would get the skin just right. 
I'd probably hit it with a little more cooking spray pretty often in the oven to, or melted butter. That's what, that's what a lot of people do, melted butter over a turkey to get it that golden look. But it's just the fat that's doing that. But you're going to get that smoke flavor in those first few hours. Uh, that's, a, you know, that's really another good option for not even just somebody with an electric smoker, for somebody that needs capacity, but they want to put some smoke that's on true. their stuff. Yeah. You start it out in the smoke, and once it once you know once most stuff gets up to about 140, 145 degrees, that's all the smoke you're, you're putting on anything anyway. That's all that meat will absorb, and so at that point you're just you know you might as well have it tinted or something, but to stop it because you're just getting smoke on the outside. But you but a lot of times to say with holiday cooking especially, I'm not using a lot of heavy wood. When I'm cooking turkeys or hams, I mean, pecans about as hard as I go. You never catch me putting hickory on there and stay away from mesquite. I don't like it. Maybe some people do. But I think <laughs> but your, your milder woods, your fruit yeah. woods, all those are going to give those kind of dishes uh, more smoke flavor. And that's the goal. When you're cooking them outside on the smoker, you just want to get that hint of smoke to give it something that's unique and something that's really good. But, you know, once you get it there, you can always move it to the oven, get ready for your next round of meat. And then just continue to cook the one once it gets past that smoke stage until it's done. So that's, I mean, that's really a great idea for somebody with a small smoker that still wants to do hams, turkeys, uh, you know, prime ribs, whatever. You can do them. You can start them out on your smoker, get them to a certain stage, and then move them over to the oven to finish. I even know guys that do it with butts. You know, they'll they'll, yeah. they'll fight their smoker for the first four hours to put some smoke in it, and then they'll wrap them up in foil, and they'll finish them out in the oven. I mean, because they know that oven temp's controlled, and they can get it to where it needs mm-hmm. to be, where they, you know, if you're cooking overnight, a lot of guys like to do that starting out. It's the, yeah. I guess you feel safe doing it yeah, because you know the oven, you know it's, what it's going to do. I mean, is it as good? No, it's not as good, but it will work and you'll still get some smoke flavor on the meat. Yeah, and some people, if, especially if they've maybe got a web where they're setting up for indirect or something like that, something that you're really going to have to work to keep that temp going yeah, for eight yeah. hours. You, know. you can get your smoke on it at first and kind of. It's almost like par smoking it or something. Par smoking it. <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, you don't want to do it at the end, but doing it yeah. right there, that that stage is perfectly fine. So um, I was thinking you've got one. I'm going to give you a couple scenarios. You tell me what you're going to do. Okay. Um, You've got one cooker. I don't know what. What cooker. size? I don't know. An average cooker. Average. Okay. Average cooker. Green, okay, big that. green egg. Okay. You got a big green egg. That's a great option. You've got a big green egg, and you're cooking a turkey and a ham. I'm going to cook my... And this uh, is for a meal you're serving that day. I'm, I'm So I'm serving around lunchtime Let's or dinner? One. Let's one say one everything we're serving at one. Okay. So I'm going to put my ham on probably about 7 o'clock. And it's going to take it about three hours. So, you know, by 10 o'clock, my ham's coming off. And I still got... I still got, what, three hours before I'm going to serve it. That's going to be perfect. Ham's going to go in a little small aluminum pan. I'm going to cover it with some foil, stick it in the cooler. It's going to stay perfectly warm, be ready to slice, uh, break down when it comes time to eat. Then at 10 o'clock, I'm going to already have my turkey seasoned, you know, before that ham comes off. It's ready to go on. Got it seasoned, injected, brined, whole nine yards stuff. As soon as I pull that ham off, that turkey's going on at 10. Then it's going to be right up to the time to push it to get it done. But what I'm going to do... If I only got one grill and it's a big green egg, I'm going to raise that temp up. I'm going to cook it about 325 instead of 275. And I know it's going to get there by in that amount of time. Oh, yeah. So, And if you're another thing. And then, I, the and then again, I may, I may now thinking about it, I may just because this is just off the top of my head. I'd probably yeah. put that ham on a little bit earlier. Yeah. Maybe six o'clock. That way it gave me one more hour. I know it's, I know I can cook a 10 to 12 pound turkey if it's room temp in about three and a half hours. So I'd like to have four total for that thirty-minute rest before I got to serve it. So another what I do back cooking. backwards from your time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is all coming at me. You, <laughs> you, ahead, these are questions, ahead, and go I got to answer them right. Go ahead. I got. But that's what I do. I work backwards from my go time. <laughs> Separate the turkey and ham. Don't be scared to crank that tip up a little bit on the turkey, but don't crank it up on the ham. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was. My point was that uh, cooking those smaller turkeys in that 10 to 12 pound range, you have the option of cranking it up higher oh, yeah. because it will keep cooking even. Oh, yeah. If you have a bigger turkey, it's maybe not the best option. Oh, yeah. You know, if I was cooking turkey in the oven, I'd cook it at 400 the whole time. The whole time? Whole time. What if it was 20 pounds? No, I'd, I'd start it out slower. Yeah. Or cut it up for spatchcockers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. really what I would do. I'd take that backbone out, lay it out, and that big bird's going to cook a lot better. You're cooking a pork butt and a couple slabs of ribs. Two slabs of ribs. Three slabs of ribs. Something like that. Pork butt's going all night. 
the next morning I'm taking it and put it in the cooler and with my ribs on. I mean, that's just straight contest stuff right yeah, there. That one's easy. easy you can cook yeah. them at the same time. I do, I will say this, I'd like to cook ribs at 275 now. I think they render a little better than mm-hmm. 250. They're fine at 250, but it speeds them up just a little bit. And so I know I can do a rib in four, four and a half hours at 275 versus, you know, the five to the five hours it traditionally takes at, at two, 250. And a four and a four and a half hour rest on a pork butt is great. Yeah. Oh, man, it's perfect. Okay. You're cooking? At least two hours is what I say. At least two butt. hours. I think. So you're cooking ribs, three slabs of ribs, and a whole chicken. I'm doing the. That's a tough <laughs> one there. That's a real tough one. Because they need to cook about the same temp. They both do good at two seventy five. I would. I would probably go ahead and do my ribs first because they take longer. Yeah. And then I know I can always I can keep you my can temp steady at two seventy five, or I take it chicken. up to about three twenty five for that whole chicken. And a whole chicken around 300 is going to take about an hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half. Yeah. So the ribs will be fine holding for that long. Um, I don't like to hold ribs much longer than two hours, but I'm not scared to hold them up to two hours. And you could always that's pull tough. The, I mean, that's just, that's for off. maximum. I mean, yeah, that's, they're still perfectly good up to two hours. I mean, just as good as when they come off. When you start getting over that two hour mark, ribs start going downhill a little bit. And it's not a whole lot, but they do start going down. So you could always pull the ribs out of the wrap, uh, out of the hole, pull your chicken off, throw the ribs back on and, and glaze, glaze them. them. You could do that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's probably what I do if I was going to serve. That's definitely what I do if I was going to serve them wet. Yeah. Because the chicken can rest an hour or so too. But a whole chicken, it doesn't, it doesn't do as well as, you know, a big turkey because it's smaller. And so anytime you're trying to hold it, it's going, it's just not. A whole chicken, I wouldn't rest it more than an hour to be as good as yeah, right when it I wouldn't come either. On. It needs a rest. It just doesn't need a long, long rest. Yeah, I agree. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's great on chicken. Perfect, yeah. Have you Pretty ever had much. one of those rotisserie birds from the grocery store and you get it and it's like, man, this thing's been sitting there way too long? Yes. They just, they go, they go downhill fast. Yes. Um, so we talked about it's e- it's easier and better um, to cook a couple smaller turkeys if, you know, you can't. Yeah. What about hams? Would you recommend the same thing? You don't. Yeah, want like a I'm not cooking. Ham. I'm not cooking the whole big. I've got a few people, like relatives and friends of family, that that ask for a whole ham around the holidays. And I said, Why do you want a whole ham? I would rather do two spiral hams or three spiral hams. You're getting way more meat. I mean, because that you know the ham is kind of the shank portion and the butt portion. Well, the butt portion has way more meat, kind of like a pork butt does. It just, it, there's less bone in there. When you get into the shank, it's got, you know, mostly you're paying for a lot of extra bones. And that, that's why I don't like doing the whole ones. But it takes so much longer to heat it up. And I can cook three spiral, you know, eight pound hams before I can cook one ham that's 16 pounds, 16 to 18 pounds. I mean, it just, it goes faster. So. And uh, spirals, they're so easy. They're so easy and they're so good. They're already cut up for you. Yeah. Once you get them done, you get them glazed and you hold them for a little bit. You just make one cut around the bone and then kind of circle it and all that meat comes off. It's perfectly portioned. And um, somebody emailed the other day and said the bottom. I can't wait to get Isn't the bottom going to be a little dry? Well, yeah. yeah, that bottom piece always is. But heck, when you do it in the oven, it's still right. Man, some Give people like that dry yeah. piece. <laughs> I do. It makes a heck of a ham and sandwich, ham and cheese sandwich. Or use it for stock. You know, like throw it in your beans. Boy, it'll next flavor time. up some turnip greens. Yeah. Hey, I don't throw none of those bones away. <laughs> the bones, the shank, all that around it. Man, I keep all of it. That's going in the New Year's Day pot. Turnip greens, black-eyed peas. Yep. So um, what kind of hams do you look for? Let's talk about hams real quick, because we did talk about turkeys. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, believe it, I ain't going to say believe it or not, I, mean, I cook a lot of the dead Aldi hams. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, I forget what brand, it's like, you remember what, what their store brand's no. called? It's just some, see, Kirk, it's not Kirkland. It's Homewood or It's I can Appleton. See the, it's Appleton, Appleton Farms yeah. or something like that. That's their brand ham at Aldi, spiral ham, they always have them. I think it's always a dollar thirty nine or a dollar forty nine a pound. You can get a whole ham for less than twenty bucks, and man, they are fantastic. They come with a glaze packet. You can throw that away, or you can use it. I've used it. It's it ain't bad. Uh-uh. But man, I, that's that's what I look for. I look for a spot. I, I love that. You know, I come up years ago, and we said we were doing one. It was like your own 
honey baked ham, yeah, buy a version of a honey baked ham. Don't pay don't pay a hundred bucks for a ham from them while you can do it yourself. It's better. It is better. The glaze you put on it, it gets kind of crispy. Sticky, a little crispy yeah. because we put the the, the turbinado sugar. Or caramelized, crispy the right word. Yeah, yeah it's more caramelized, more yeah. candied. Yeah. But, man, and heck, those, that's what it's all about. It's good. I love those. Now, um, I, hadn't, I hadn't cooked a ham that you actually have to slice for yourself in a while. If you're going to do that, would you recommend a pit ham? Yeah, I'd do those pit hams. Like those compartments we've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, those those are kind of, I guess, a lot of people think those are traditional hams because they're preformed and they yeah. jet net them and they smoke <laughs> them and then it just makes the perfect slice, you know? There's no bones to remove or anything like that. So you can slice it and get like... You know, you you use the whole ham. It's easy to slice. It's easy to serve. Yeah. You really can't go wrong with any ham, even if you did do, you know, a whole ham. No, you can't go wrong with it, man. I don't know. What what do you think is better, ham or turkey? Which one are you? Are you you team turkey or team ham? It depends on who's cooking it and, you know, what it is. If you're cooking it, if you're cooking your smoked turkey and your smoked ham, man, I don't know. I used to not like ham until I started having your smoked ham. I turkey would, was always Man, I would not look back at a turkey. I'd take <laughs> ham all day. I'm pork through and through. I mean, how can you? It ain't even close to me. I love, now don't get me wrong, Thanksgiving's one time a year where we cook turkeys and eat turkeys. And I don't think about turkey the rest of the year. But your ham. Smoked turkey is pretty. Yeah, it's good. Delicious. But still, when it comes down to it, it's still turkey. not even in the same ballpark as ham. You give me my choice, I'm going ham all day, every day. I want some right now. It does sound good. Heck yes. Man, that's what when I think of when I think of the holidays, I mean you gotta think, we eat okay, we eat hams at Easter, we eat hams at Christmas, we eat hams at turkeys. Hams at turkey. I love ham. Hams at Thanksgiving. Uh Did I say hams at turkey? (laughs) (laughs) We eat hams at Thanksgiving. I got it on my brain, folks. Well, uh, we always serve a turkey and a ham. You always. never, yeah. You might just serve a ham, but you're not. Going yeah, to we're going to get more in depth on turkey <laughs> cooking and ham cooking. Yeah. As we get closer to Thanksgiving, I can't. I can't. We can't talk about it all today. It's just what is today? The second. It's because we're doing this podcast. Yeah, November second, right? Yes, yeah, the second. Yeah, I'm done. Did I tell you it's well, the most wonderful time of the year? Yes. Well, let me Has the radio station switched to all, all, all <laughs> holiday music yet? Christmas music? Somebody came over last year and they're like, do y'all just listen to Christmas music all the time? I'm like, Malcolm likes Hell yeah. <laughs> they're like, it's over-decorated in here. It looks like an elf's come over. There's Christmas music playing. I was like, Malcolm likes hey, we got a, We got a kid. We got a nine-year-old. <laughs> okay, then one more question. He's, into, he's still into Christmas? Scenario. Yeah, he 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 asked us the other day, when "Do we believe show? in Santa Claus?" Heck yeah, I tell him I believe anybody brings me presents. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, so lunch um, lunch is being served at one. You're gonna have your turkey ready by noon. Yeah, that's okay. a goal. Yeah, ham, same thing. I would I would say if you're only cooking a turkey. Yeah. Oh yeah. What if you're I'm only cooking for, a ham? I'm giving myself four. four you know, if I'm just cooking one turkey and I ain't got nothing else on the grill, I'm probably going to put that turkey on about 7.30 just to give myself yeah, plenty of time. But it really depends on your weight. Yeah, it really depends on the weight. How do you figure 14, that? 12 to 14-pound birds cooking about four hours. Okay. What about hams? What time are you going to have your ham I'm ready? cooking that 10-pound ham, 8 to 10-pound ham in about three, three and a half hours. And I don't, it could be ready. Uh, ultimately, an hour ahead is what I would do, but I'm not scared to go four hours ahead on it. Yeah. Okay, what if you're going to travel? You're smoking a target and you're traveling two hours. What do you do? Uh, when it gets done, I loosely tin it, stick it in a warm cooler, and hit the road. You just got to know you're cooking. I mean, you got to work that in. It's, it's yeah, still going to take gotta, the same time to cook it. Just back back out from when you plan to be there, barring no traffic jams or accidents yeah. or <laughs> well, pit can't. stops for turkey legs on the way. <laughs> <laughs> You show it when one turkey leg misses. <laughs> <laughs> ham, you can do the same like thing. That's even easier. Get after you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember okay. that movie? Yes. Anything else you'd like to? No, I think that's pretty good scenarios yeah, on for cooking. I mean, the the main thing takeaway here is plan, plan, plan. Know what your capacity of your smoker is and how long different things are going to cook and know about what temperature range you can cook them in. I mean, most of them, most stuff you can cook around 250, 
Ramp it up a little bit for your poultry. Don't be afraid to hold. Plan it out and give yourself, when in doubt, give yourself more time than you think you're going to need. Yeah. Don't rush it. And if you do get to panicking, there's always an answer. Stick it in the stick it in the oven. Finish it out on a little higher temp. Hey, call the smoked turkey butterball hotline. Here's how to barbecue <laughs> right. I'm sure somebody will answer. Probably won't be me. But <laughs> I'm gonna give Mark Williams number out for that. <laughs> yeah, that's what we should do. <laughs> I got my buddy uh, Jay Durbin and Mark Williams running the butterball turkey smoked turkey hotline this Thanksgiving. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to them. I, you know. I wouldn't. Do I don't that. know. It depends on how they if they keep picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah, so what else we got coming up? Well, we have our class in Arizona. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting excited about it. I've never it's been to it. Arizona. I've got all the flights and rental car yeah. and hotel books. If anybody's in the area, we'll probably be to Drury Inn. <laughs> November thirtieth and December first. That's right. It's two days. We're uh, doing first, two different classes. First day is kind of a backyard cooking skills. It's a Friday afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be Friday more your traditional class. barbecue stuff that you want to do at home and want to want to learn or brush up on or just set. see how we do it. Or if you just want to come out and hang out and eat some stuff, come to that come to that session. It's going to be fun. The next one is about some of this holiday cooking that we're talking about, and we'll get into hold times and and talking about timelines and what we would how we would cook stuff. We're going to do some traditional stuff. It's going to be some Thanksgiving, uh, you know, turkey, some hams, prime rib, things like that. Trying to figure out what exactly, because I, I need you to do a side dish, Shell. Mm. I want you to do something. I want More you to be involved. We gotta but see. You're person. better at the side dishes than I am, so we gotta do that. We gotta do. So we gotta come up with something. We hadn't worked out all that details on the well, exact we fine tunes. We know what big meats we're doing. But. Yeah, we know what meats we're doing. So Friday night it's ribs, pork butt, brisket, and ribeye steak. Mm-hmm. Saturday it's prime rib, yes. which is awesome. I can't wait for that. Um, hams. Turkeys, and there was something else that I'm forgetting. Yeah, there's another meat in there. I don't know what. I'm sure we'll do some appetizers or something. Maybe pork one. Yeah, might have been pork. Yeah, well, that'd be a good one. Pork one. Holiday pork one. I'll pull it up. But um, but anyway, that's coming that's, up. That's coming up. It's going to be a fun class up in Arizona. Arizona uh, we're we're you know. we're you know we're going to try to branch out this year. Do a few more different parts of the country. Some places that you know some of the some of the barbecue stores that that support that help you know buy our products and sell them to. Make them available to people. We're going to come out to those areas and, and man, get to meet some people. That's what, it's going to be fun. Um, and okay. then we're going to World Foods next week. Yeah, I keep from, it is here. I mean, it's right smack dab in the middle of, uh, you know, no, almost in the middle of November, right before Thanksgiving. We're going to World Foods down at Orange Beach. I'm cooking on Thursday. The rest of the state team seems like it's cooking on Friday, so I'll be the only one going in the Thursday flight that I know. So how's this um, working? So World Food, it's broke down into multiple different categories. Multiple, they have yeah, bacon, multiple different foods. I mean, barbecue, sandwiches, desserts. Yeah, they do. See, they do all kinds. They do they have, all kinds of. I mean, it goes categories. on for days and days. Yeah, it's a week. Yeah, it's a week's worth of cooking. But I'm we're only competing in the steak part. There was one we had to qualify for. We qualified way back in March, I think. Mm-hmm. Early in the year, we signed up for it. And what they did, they take everybody that signed up, and they, there's two rounds to this thing at this contest. There's like a preliminary round. That's where they split it up into two days cooking. Took all the teams, the divided them. Yeah. yeah. And they drew out people's names, and that determined what day you were going to cook your steak on. And it's following the SEA rules where we you know, pick two ribeyes. You got a certain timeline to turn them in. Just turn in one steak, cook perfect medium. And standard contest. And then they're taking the top five from both of those days, which will give you 10 total teams. And you're cooking again on Sunday for like the the final round of this this part of World Foods. So the top 10, you're going head to head with the other state teams or you're going head to head with the other, other state teams? Uh, other state okay. teams on Sunday. The second round, which is the final round of this contest we're at. Okay. And then what they're going to do, and it goes under the EAT Eat rules. And I'm not, I've been reading on it and looking at the stuff. I'm not super familiar with it. That's what we got to work on because when you get to that, it's not a state contest anymore. You've got a panel of judges and you have to prepare like one main dish that's going to be judged for your appearance, how well you executed the recipe you give them because you have to give them like this outline of the recipe that you're trying to do. And you have to incorporate your main protein that got you there. So that ours would be steak of some sort. And then you have to make all these little tasting samples of it to give to the judges. And I think it's like 
10 or 11 or something. Yeah. It's something. It's but a you big also number. do sides with it, too. You can. I mean, Sausage, not really like side sides. dishes, but yeah. So it's, it's a more dish. Of a dish. It's, like yeah. a, it's like a main, say, say a main course. Yeah. And so you see stuff. Like I've seen some pictures of some of the stuff the guys do. They'll do a steak topped with like asparagus over, you know. Hollandaise. Yeah, with, with a sauce and then over mashed cheese, potatoes yeah. or mac and cheese, whatever, something yeah. like that. So I'm probably, we've kind of been loosely discussing. I'm probably going to go like for the filet. And that way I can, you know, I can hopefully go source me some. I don't know. See, I really haven't got it down. If you can bring your own meat for that, if you have to source it locally, if they're providing it from like a pantry, that wasn't real clear. We'll so, figure it out. First, yeah. you got to make the first Yeah, first, you, first you got to make, make that it. round. But then I'm going to do something with the filet, maybe incorporate a little surf and turf action with some local seafood, make a nice sauce to go over. I want to give out all my secrets. I want everybody <laughs> doing the same thing I am. Well, I got some ideas working, and yeah. it's going to be fun. We're going to spend a. Almost a full week down in Orange Beach. Uh, I'm excited to get to go down there and just change the scenery, mm-hmm. you know. Eat some seafood. Eat some, man, I don't think, I'm not eating any bread, nothing fried. The only thing I'm getting is if it's like steamed or boiled or something like that fresh. Butter poached. Raw oysters. Oh, are that, they in season? That banana leaf shrimp or banana leaf fish from sea Cosmos. Bass. Is it sea bass? I don't know, I'm guessing it's sea bass. Uh, royal can't... red steamed perfection. Uh, oh, it's gonna be so good. So, do the other categories because there is a barbecue Chowders. category. <laughs> there is a barbecue this. category, and like you said, a dessert and a sandwich. And there's a yeah. I'm so not, many I don't know. Categories. I don't know what else going on there. But they compete against each other, and then they move on. Yeah. So, so after that round Sunday, like you said, the the, the Saturday and Sundays are the final rounds of this first contest. Then they take the overall winner of each one of those. And you're going to go on last year. They did it in Bentonville, Arkansas. It was like the ultimate World Foods Championship. I don't know if it had, you know, it might have been Walmart headquarters. I don't know. It was somewhere over there. It was a big deal. They give away $100,000 for it. (laughs) In the state, Lisa Guatney um, from the SCA, she cooked pizza gets us. She ended up winning the whole thing, $100,000 last year. And the title. And the title. Uh, She's the reigning World Food Champion of 2017. That's pretty cool. Hey, this year, why can't it be us? Why can't it? They can. So, uh, that's pretty much it. We got to pack and get ready. I don't even know what to pack. It's cold here. Is it warm down there? Is it? I'm just preparing for it all. Well, you just wear the same thing all the time. How to barbecue right? Killer you may or may not wear a hoodie. Shorts or, <laughs> shorts or jeans and, and take a hoodie and you're good to go. That covers it all. I don't have me, uh, uh, I need me some. Uh, how to barbecue right board shorts so I can get out there on the beach. And there you go. I can make that happen. Or something. <laughs> play some volleyball. <laughs> look for uh, when, when we took Michael, we'd always go look for crabs. Yeah. Or or pick up seashells or something like that. Yeah. This is not a kid. Uh, we're not taking any kids to this one. Mm-hmm. This one's adults. Not this one. So it's gonna be good times. I'm looking forward to it. We're, we're gonna, gonna leave take out the camera and hopefully, man. I don't know if we're gonna do a podcast. We're gonna see. Yeah. We're going to go. It might be like an impromptu podcast. If we don't, if we don't, we'll make up for it the next week. We'll definitely be back. So um, don't think that we fell off the face of the earth. We're just down on the beach. We'll do some live videos. We'll have some posts and stuff. So yeah. um, that kind of helps us segue into this. If you uh, don't already have the app, you can get the app. It's the How to Barbecue Right app on Android for Android and iTunes. iTunes. Um, app Store. The app Store. Also, if you'd like to connect with Malcolm and keep up with us when we're down at World Food next week, it's How to Barbecue Right on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it is Miss Southern Shell, Twitter, and Instagram. That's and about hey, it. That's it. And appreciate y'all listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll be back. If we're not in Orange Beach on the podcast next week, we'll see you the next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>